It's the Stinkin' Truth Podcast with your host, Mark Schlereth. Thanks to our presenting sponsors, Bet Rivers Sportsbook and Dude Wipes. Now, here's your host, Mark Schlereth. Hey, welcome to the Stinkin' Truth Podcast. Your host, Mark Schlereth, along with my co-host, Mike Evans. Millennial Bim producing the show. want to thank our presenting sponsors. Great folks over at Bet Rivers. Bet with a winner. Bet with Bet Rivers. Check them out. BetRivers.com for all your uh, needs there. And uh, and then also my guys over at Dude Wipes. Um, they are awesome, guys. Uh, DudeProducts.com. Promo code STINK15. Get 15% off. And then also my green chili for the holidays, guys. Order it now. Don't, don't hesitate. The queso dip, the green chili, smother everything in green chili. Eat it like a soup. Eat it however you want. Uh, stinkinggood.com is where you go for more information. Mike, how are you, buddy? Doing great. Doing great. We had another uh, lot of blowouts this weekend. A lot of, lot of blowouts in the NFL. Normally, what, the average NFL game is decided a by a, score a, a touchdown yeah. or less, yeah. eight points or less. But we saw a lot of blowouts yesterday. But there were some games that were really close and really tight and really impactful. Tampa Bay and Buffalo. Boy. If you're a Buffalo fan, you go three and thirty-two against Tom Brady when he's in New England. Three and thirty-two, uh-huh. and you're like, "All right, finally, oh, he's oh, gone." Oh, 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 point of order: Did you say that back? You always bust my chops if I say scores backwards. No, I got that exact. The you Bills said three are and three and thirty-two. 32. Brady's thirty-two and three. You can't say yeah, that so backwards. There's a little point of order. No, there. there's no just, point of order. order. Three and what, what are you talking about? Three you and can't 32. do that. Okay. If you say it backwards, then there you're saying that uh, the Bills were 32 and three against Brady. I don't know. You always give me the scores when I go. Hey, they they uh, they uh, it was 14 to 27. Well, they that lost. is dumb. That is dumb. You just always bust my balls. I on do, that. but I bust your balls as I should because that's dumb. That's wrong. <laughs> That's just I did. Mess, that's just messy with the fabric of the universe. By the way, I did that in the broadcast you yesterday. Did? Yeah, I said something backwards. I oh, hope uh, Adam Amin called you on no, it. No, no. Oh, really? Not. Well, no, that's the difference much, between what our TV broadcast. I'm much broadcast bigger and, than him. I'd have stuffed him in the locker. Well, <laughs> so what if if you're a Buffalo oh, fan, my. you're 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 thinking, okay, finally we move on right. from Tom Brady, only to have Brady. Break their hearts again, this time as a buck. The Brady to Brady eyes you. I mean, think about their last two weeks. The Evil Empire is back in a game in Buffalo where it's freezing cold, 50-mile-an-hour gusts. They come in with a rookie quarterback. You're supposed to be on top of the division now for years to come because you drafted Josh Allen, seventh overall, first rounder. It's just going to be so good. They come in with their 15th overall rookie quarterback, and they don't throw it. They throw it three times, three pass attempts. They run it down your throat. They win a game in your home turf. And then the next week you travel to Tampa and Tom Brady sticks it to you. I mean, in between, I don't know if there is like, the, if there is a villain and then the villain, it's like the minions. There's Gru and then there's the minions, you know? It's, I don't know who's It's like great. Dr. Evil and Mini-Me. Yes, exactly. Uh, right, yeah. right. It's like the, not only the, the, it's it's not only the villain, but the villain's little henchman, right? It's it's the villain that is. It is like who is Darth Vader's? Who's the head of, well, over the top of Darth Vader? Oh, the the emperor there, yeah. right? Yeah, 
or it's like, uh, yeah, the, the Emperor and then Darth Vader. It's it's Bill Belichick and then Tom Brady. If you're a Bills fan, you just, I mean, you know, it's so the old like, won't you just die? You know, <laughs> I mean, it's right. got it right. Yes. Gosh, the Bills. That said, Whew, that felt good. That said, yeah, if they do get into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. They will be the team that no favorite wants to play, right? Oh, the Bills, right? Oh, yeah. That if you're one of those high riding seeds, you don't want to see this team. By the way, isn't it funny how one year can change the perception of? Well, I mean, just the, of the team, of the quarterback, of the offensive play caller. You remember, like, last year, it was all about the Buffalo Bills. It was all about Josh Allen. It was all about the offensive coordinator. And is he going to get a a chance, Brian Dable, is he going to get a chance to be a head coach? Oh, the only reason, honestly, the only reason he's not a head coach is because they went so deep in the playoffs that he missed his window. He missed his opportunity. Nobody wanted to wait. They wanted to fill those positions. Is he going to get that this year? Is everybody going to be knocking on his door this year when all of a sudden that offense doesn't seem to be clicking? All of a sudden they're seven and six. All of a sudden they're fighting for a wild card. They should be the division champs. Hey, the evil empire is dead and they can't get it done. What do they score? 11 points against? I, I mean, I understand it was a, a brutal, you know, brutal weather conditions, but I don't know. It just is, it's funny how. The shine can can wear off. I still think Brian Dable's a great – I think he's a really good coach. I really like him as a guy. I loved having a conversation with him when I called the Buffalo Bills game. Smart, articulate, and understands the game. But it, it's amazing how the shine can so wear off. So why has the shine come off? I just don't think they're – I don't think they're operating as an offense. They're, they're – you know, they've got – I mean, when you start talking about – the weapons that they have accumulated there with that quarterback, the receiving core, Stephon Diggs. They went and got Emmanuel Sanders. They've got what's the kid's name? Is it Gabriel? That's Gabriel the, Davis. Yeah. yeah, I mean they've got they've got a lot of really good players. I love their I love their tight end. What's his name? Knox. Dawson Knox. Yeah, I mean, so you've accumulated all this. You've accumulated this this wealth of talent, and you it still just doesn't seem to be clicking right does not seem to be clicking so that's how you know that's how that shine wears off but anyhow pretty interesting uh i just tom brady the curse of brady and belichick by the way that touchdown pass the walk-off uh the 700th of his career 700 touchdown 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 with with playoffs and regular season combined 700 touchdown passes it's incredible and He's on pace at age 44 to throw for 5,000 yards, 44 touchdowns, and 12 picks. At 44. At 44. Guy's incredible. Guy's incredible. Speaking of incredible um, and age, you know what's happening tonight? Monday night football. Arizona and the Rams get set to battle. Andrew Whitworth is going to be the first left tackle in the history of the game to start a game at 40 years old. Wow. Dude, I remember when he was a free agent from Cincinnati, I was here in Denver pounding the table 
they need to sign Andrew Whitworth. That five years ago? Yes, at the time he was 35, and they're like, oh, he's too old. He's probably still their best offensive lineman at 40. The other guy that's doing it right now is Jason Peters for Chicago at 40 years old. Just uh, He's 39. but uh, Spring chicken. Spring chicken, yeah. He's just a spry guy. 40 years old. Can you imagine? Start, like, you're, you're not talking about a guy that— I can't. You're the the, the former offensive lineman. I Can can't. you even fathom it? No. I can't even fathom. I played till I was 35, 36, but just I was so beat up. Like, how are you not – how are you just not crippled? I was crippled, Mike. I was just crippled. Like, good health. I mean, God bless you. And I'm a huge fan. Andrew Woodworth is a great, great player, and he's been a great player for a long time. But it's not like – you know, it's not like, oh – he was a backup for seven, eight years and never really got into games, and then all of a sudden he became a starter. This guy's been a starter, Pro Bowl, All-Pro type player since day one he got drafted. I mean, this it's beyond I, – I can't even comprehend it. Well, because when Tom Brady plays into his 40s, it's like quarterbacks don't get touched. You right. know all the answers to the test. Sure, keep going. But – to play left tackle in the NFL, you still have to work. You have to put in all the time, all the effort in the offseason right. just to be able to go out and do this. I Just just the willingness to continue to do it about, is, so, is is what's so impressive. Mike, think about the athletes you have to play against. Yeah, right. I mean, you got, got you got you know, the Khalil Max and the Vaughn Millers yeah. coming off the edge. And, I mean, it's – these guys are – these guys are ridiculous. They run like – they run and they turn corners like what running backs used to run and turn. Like, that's how they're wired. That's how they're built. It's just, it's a phenomenal accomplishment. So, tip o the cap to uh, Andrew Whitworth, who is absolutely incredible. If you're listening, which I'm sure he listens to this podcast, Andrew Whitworth, we're not worthy. We are not worthy. Can't speaking, wait to watch him play. Speaking of not being worthy, uh, Aaron Rodgers continues to own. Gosh. Not not quite at the level that Brady owns the bear, uh, the Bills, but same neighborhood, dude. If you're the Green Bay, if you're the Green Bay Packers, can you like that was you know what you you do? You just go to Rogers and you say, "We temporarily temporarily went insane. We were insane for a minute. Yeah, we you know we promised that we'd move you, and we had conversations with teams, and we denied it, and we told you that." Uh, you know, we weren't, uh, you know, we, we told you that we were going to consult with you on the draft. Then we had this dalliance with, you know, Jordan Love, and, and that was just stupid. And you know what? And, I mean, that's – that. I mean, you know, we, we – you asked us to keep Lindsley your center, and we didn't, and how stupid are we? And we apologized. For, we just had a – it was a, a midlife crisis. We had a midlife crisis. Uh, we went out and bought a, a red sports car. And um, and you know what? We realized the value of the Ford F-150 series. And uh, now we'd like to uh, formally apologize. That sounds good. That makes a lot of sense. You just had a bye week. Late in the season. Pretty late in the season. Uh-huh. If the relationship was improving or had improved to the point where it's all good and everything that happened was in the past, come out and announce a contract extension this week. What better time to do it? Right. Talk about... Giving giving everybody a lift, you know, putting all this drama to end. 
uh, put in put in all the rest instead. I think they gave. I think they said that after the season they were gonna sit down together and you know create a plan that was you know gonna be beneficial to both. I I would have to think like. I would have to think that he's really happy playing in Green Bay. That I know that he likes Lafleur, and you know, I I know that I think he really does like the guys he plays with. He does like but that the was the same staff. case last year. He he loved he he never yeah. said anything bad right. about Green Bay. He said he, he was, loved the coaches and players. He still wanted out. He was well. He was. I mean, pissed about they lied about the Jordan Love thing. Isn't that ironic? They lied about the Jordan Love thing, and then you turned around and you were really pissed about them lying to you and then you did the whole you know the whole fake vaccine or no no it was immunized it was semantics right but anyhow i digress aaron Rodgers. uh i would i mean i i know you still light the candle i like the candle here. here in denver i light the candle for him every single night he makes throws that are just and he throws the ball in a way that honestly i can't think of Anybody who throws the ball the way he does on just deep throws where it's just a flick. Right. You know, like a lot of guys, it's like step in. And wind up. And wind up. And, I mean, they got hoses, right? I mean, or. Yeah. But with him, it can just be that just. Zoop, just a, literally a How wrist flick. Soup. <laughs> That's a good. One more time. Soup. <laughs> you nailed it. That is awesome. Uh, yeah, he is. I mean, is he the best off-platform thrower you've ever seen? Most accurate, quickest yes. release. Yes, because he's any been doing arm all- angle, yes. any body yes. angle. Sorry, Mahomes fans, this yeah. guy's been doing it a lot longer. Right. Plus, Mahomes is almost washed up. Correct. We've we've established that. Well, don't don't tell the Raiders that. So, two games this year: Chiefs and Raiders. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The Chiefs outscored the Raiders in two games. 89 to 23. Yikes. 89. You put up 89. Now, I'm no mathematician. No, I proved you're that not. on Although a day to day basis. Math has been backpedaling when you show up. And math, is, it, math is somewhat intimidated by me right now. But if I were a mathematician, I'd say that's over 40 points per game. Boom. <laughs> Who, yeah. Who's your daddy, Math? I'm like Aaron Rodgers is to the to the Chicago Bears, or Tom Brady is to the Buffalo Bills. That's what I'm doing to Math right That's now. That's right. So Raiders are. Remember, there was a time the Raiders. You know, again, we're here in Denver. Raiders beat Philly on a Sunday to go five and two. Right. And man, Raider Nation was oh, out. We're back, we're back, baby. The silver and black is. Back, we're you know, and since then, what are they going one and five? One and five. One Raider and f- gonna Raider, man. Raider gonna Raider. September, darlings. They, you know, you know how they always do. If the season were to end today, yep, they always do that. Like if the season were to end today, this team would be in the play, or this team would be on the outside looking in, but they still have a favorable schedule. Like if the Raiders could just. End every season <laughs> in mid October. Right. If like if I, it'd be I, great. Like the end of the season was October sixteenth. Boom. Raiders have been in the playoffs all the time. What do you make of the uh, Ravens? 
taking on water. You you oh, yeah. you actually started talking about this a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Before it was trendy. Yeah. Now Lamar Jackson gets hurt. I, I mean, even before he got hurt, they were really struggling. Lamar struggled. Um, you know, when you watch when you watch them, they're the way they are built. They're the best complimentary team, complimentary football team when it comes to offense, defense, special teams, the way they're built. Well, here's the issue. When all of a sudden you have boatload injuries, you're not running the ball with the efficiency that you ran the ball with. Um, because you're not running – like you can't run your quarterback every play. So the math advantage you have, the 11-11 math advantage in the, cutting the field in half and how many times you get favorable matchups where you get five on four or six on five or whatever. Like all of a sudden, because the rest of your running game isn't working, you can't you just can't live there because your quarterback's taking too much of a beating. And then teams are playing you in so much so much more zone coverage because what ends up happening when you run the ball really exceptionally well, at some point you gotta put you gotta commit extra guys and I mean you got to commit nine guys in the box so you're getting all these one-on-one matchups you know these seam routes and these over routes and and he's exceptionally Lamar was really good at those guys have you know six yards of space it's pretty easy to throw those you know throw touchdowns in that now all of a sudden you got a layer of throws you're getting a lot more zone Um, he is not the most accurate of delivers of the football in those situations. Yeah, they are taking on water. The other thing is you've built a defense that always predicated itself on if there's if there's an issue, go zero coverage, blitz early, get people behind the sticks, you know, play that you're only going to get seven possessions because we're going to possess the ball. Uh, it, none of that stuff is working right now. They're in they're in trouble. They're like you said, they're taking on water right now. Did Dallas, the last two weeks after that embarrassing loss to the Raiders on Thanksgiving Day, back-to-back wins at New Orleans and D.C., did they do enough in getting to 9-4 and four to convince you that they're, they're, they're back where they should be being talked about as a legitimate threat in the NFC, or are they still in pretender no, class I, to you? I, I listen, man, it wasn't like it was an early dominant performance that you let Washington come right back in. And now Washington, Washington's a great story. And they play exceptionally hard for Ron Rivera and all that stuff. But, I mean, let's face it. They're still a ways off from, you know, being a contender. And and you're winning games or you're playing with Taylor Heineke, which is a great story. But even Heineken turned him down for an endorsement deal. He went with Budweiser. I mean, how's that work? Come to think of it, I'll have Budweiser. I mean, his name is Heineke. Yeah. And they reached out his agent. They had conversations with Heineken. And they're like, uh, yeah, no thanks. We're going to pass on that. I mean, that's the easiest marketing do- deal ever. And Budweiser. Uh, yeah, but, you know, Heineken tends to be more of a... Highbrow, you know they got uh, Formula One drivers and James Bond, and you know they're not really a beer and chips dip type. They're not really image. an NFL. Yeah, so I could see that one. The marketing 
I just would think the marketing whiz in me sees that. You are a whiz. I am a whiz. I am a but whiz. you would think that it just makes too much I sense. Know. I mean, I all know. of a sudden, the guy named Heineke has to go to Budweiser to get a beer deal. I mean, it's, I, I can't imagine it's still going to break the bank. Heineke. I mean, how big a deal is that going to be? So Dallas, you get them this week. Yes. You get Dallas at the Giants. Dallas at the Giants. I am on the Giants beat. Hey, man, 73% of the country. That's all you need to remind yourself of. So it'll be interesting to study Dallas this week. I'm really, you know, we'll talk about that more on Thursday. Yeah. Um, I'm curious to see what you see in in them. Just to maybe because they. Well, I will say this. I I will say right off the bat on the defensive side of the ball. Man, they have got, well, first off, and our buddy Ryan Clark guy that I work with forever at ESPN, Ryan Clark, came out and said, not only is Micah Parsons the best rookie in the National Football League, he's the best defensive player in the National Football League. That guy is, that guy's a one-man wrecking crew. Dude, I mean, and to think about, like, to think about all the multiple kind of places that he lines up and plays, middle linebacker, edge rusher. I mean, he'd been outside linebacker, middle linebacker, defensive end. Guy's incredible. He's got. Well, I think he has twelve sacks. I mean, a hundred plus. I mean, he'll be a hundred plus tackle guy. I mean, the dude is all over the place. He is. He is literally wrecking games. People can't block the dude. Like, how was this? Like, how'd you ever lose at Penn I, State? Yeah, right? I loved him. You you know me. Yeah, Lean up did. to the draft. I I wanted the Broncos to take him and. They didn't. They got a pretty good player in Patrick Sertan. Right. But I want one of those game-wrecking linebackers. Yeah. You know, and the Broncos haven't had one for a while. I wish they would get one, but uh, be that as may. Speaking of the Broncos, what did you think? uh, How did you think they handled what had to be uh, a really, really tough couple of days culminating with a game after the passing of Damaris Thomas? I, I just thought it was incredible, you know. I mean, I thought, and kudos to Detroit Lions for, you know, participating and walking out with 10 guys, leaving the X uh, receiver spot, the weak side receiver spot, leaving that empty. Cortland Sutton, who plays the X, just took a knee on the sideline and waited for the delay of game, which Detroit – Obviously declined that penalty, and they—I mean—I just thought it was—I thought it was a really classy, really cool move by the Broncos and by Detroit. Kudos. And then there's some of the things that happened. Their last touchdown drive was 88 yards, right? I mean, you can't write that stuff. Justin Simmons happens to make an unbelievable mm. diving catch for an interception right over by the label they plant, painted. On the field, the 88 label, he jumped up, walked over there, and bam, put the ball on 80. I mean, it just, like, all that stuff, I, I tell you what, it was just a, it was a really cool tribute, Mike. Really cool tribute. You know, it was one of those things, and you hate to have to have somebody's passing bring all this stuff to light, but mm-hmm. I know for me, we did our, our show that Friday morning after the news came down Thursday night, and what was a revelation to me was just all of the texts and right. stories that we got from fans who talked about the way that DT had impacted and touched their lives, whether it was at charity events, whether it was at camps, or just random bump into them at the airport or right. you know at a convenience store and how authentic right. and giving of his time this guy was. I, so 
like his last year with the Broncos was 2018. And um, my wife went into a Starbucks. And so she's in line in the Starbucks. And, uh, you know, the person taking your order, whether the baristas or whatever they are, I guess those are guys, the people making the coffee. Yes. Whoever's taking the order. Um, she is, the lady, the lady is giddy. And she goes, you're, hey, she goes, are you a Bronco fan? Like, I have no idea who my wife is, right? And she goes, yes, I'm a huge Bronco fan. She goes, you're never going to believe what happened. You're never going to believe what happened. She goes, well, what happened? She goes, wait, let me show you. She reaches under the counter and pulls out a jersey. And it's signed by Demarius Thomas. Demarius Thomas was in here. And I always, I bring the jersey in every, because, you know, she lives in an area where he lives, just in case. He were to cut, like, she brings it, packs it to work with her. And... He signed it. Look, his signature's right there. My wife goes, that's so cool. He was so sweet. He was so kind. He was like, da-da-da. And she just went on and on and on. And it just made this lady's day. And so my wife gets her coffee, congratulates her on the Demarius Thomas, you know, signature, blah, 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 blah. Gets in her car. She calls me. She goes, would you call Demarius, reach out to Demarius, and just tell him, thank you for being kind. Because you made that, you you made Somebody that works at Starbucks, you made their day. So, of course, I reached out to Demarius, and, and I go, man, I just appreciate you understanding that being kind matters. You know, being nice matters. Treating people with respect, it matters. And it makes a difference in the community. And so, anyhow, it's just, it's, it's just a really cool deal. Hey, by the way, um, just not for nothing, because I did the Chargers last week. Um, and let me just tell you, that we've got another boogeyman in the AFC West. You know, we thought we just had to contend with freaking Mahomes. Mahomes. Justin Herbert is. You're putting him into boogeyman stat- status boogie right now? Man. Meaning territory. for the next 15. Baba Gaga! Or whatever that was. For the next 15 to 17 years, this guy's going to. Dude, he is. Torture the Broncos and the Raiders? Freaking. He's legit. He is so. Like. It just, you think about this now. Here's a guy, three years at Oregon, three different coordinators, two years with the Chargers, two different coordinators. And I'm talking to Joe Lombardi, offense coordinator of the Chargers right now. He said, Sneaky goes, think about it. This guy has never really had the opportunity to study a defense because he's just studying the offense. Every year it's new. And he goes, when he's in the offense for consistent years and he has the, the opportunity to study what defenses are doing, it, like the sky's limit. The intangibles are, are clear, you know, the arm talent, the, just the size, the speed, the athleticism. But it's the intangible stuff, the instincts. He goes, he's just got incredible instincts. And, for, and I, I can't even explain it, Mike. He just makes the game simple. Like he just has this way about him of seeing the game putting one player in conflict and knowing where the outlet is if that player if if you know if, if it's played correctly he just he's got a great sense of when to take a shot when to say no that shot's not there let me dump it off just to keep the things moving the guy is the, the instincts of this player are great it's it's well, not look, I'll be good. give you he's he's off to a really good start the sample size is small but impressive. Best start in, in NFL history but, for a second-year quarterback. But, Best start in the history. He hasn't thrown 50 touchdowns in history. a season yet. 
hasn't won a Super Bowl, hasn't gone to -to back-to-back Super Bowls. Let's see him start to carve out a postseason legacy before we start putting him in the boogeyman category, okay? You can't put anybody in a boogeyman category until they have shined at the highest levels, okay? Got to go to the playoffs. I agree with that, but he's on his way to boogeyman status. Well, then that's not good if you're the Broncos and the Raiders. No, it's not. It, it It's not good. You're 100% right. Seriously, when was the last time you could think of two boogeymen? In one division. In one division. It's a good question. Seriously. Marino and Kelly? Neither one won a Super Bowl. Marino only went to one. Yeah, that's a good point. I'm talking about boogeymen. Yeah. Boogeymen. Right. No, I'm with you. All right. I'm with you. All right. For everybody involved in the Stink Truth Podcast, thank you so much for listening. We appreciate it. Don't forget... To uh, check out our friends, friends at Bet Rivers, bet with a winner, bet with Bet Rivers. Download the app. Check them out at betrivers.com. Also, my guys at Dude Wipes, dudeproducts.com. Promo code Stink15, 15% off all your butt wipe products. Also, Stinking Good Green Chili. Check it out at stinkinggood.com. Load up for the holidays. You're going to be glad you did. For Mike, I'm Mark from Millennial Ben. Thank you so much for listening. We appreciate you.